Women's sports are done. What? Twitter's done. Are you, are you talking about Mandalorian? Facebook is done. Oh, okay. Gina Gina Carano is done. LifeSite yeah. is done. You got you guys want to know who, who is not done? Who's not done? Andrew from Gab. Gab. Oh, he's not done. He's just Gab getting started. We got a great interview coming yes, up. We, we, we actually recorded two segments with the CEO from Gab, Andrew. Oh, uh, might as well share it now. It's fantastic. Share the show. Make sure you stick around for that interview. Uh, can't can't you know sing his praises enough on what he's doing and everything. It was really. encouraging to it's talk to. Him. Super encouraging. He's like, yeah. we're just getting started. That yeah. dude's on fire, man. Oh, he yeah. is. He's yeah. on fire. Yeah. Praise God. As you guys know, Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, I'm the Water Boy. It's good to be with you guys on the Sunday special. Thank you for taking time. And thanks for our uh, large our studio audience. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, this yeah, is huge. Look at that. There we go. Look at y'all. It's better what we normally get. That was just our producer. It's almost, as, it. <laughs> it's almost as big as the entire um, uh, Gab uh, crew. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> they got us by like four. That's funny. Think. That's funny. Yeah, they do. They do. Hey, guys, make sure you sign up for the magazine. Subscribe. We got, uh, I can't believe, I, I haven't even told you guys how many subscribers we got for the magazine. I'll, I'll tell you later. Oh, yeah, we yeah. got uh, people subscribing. Make sure you subscribe before March 1st so you get that first that episode. First I mean, quarter. Question, uh, first issue, subscription issue. issue. Yeah. <laughs> episode. <laughs> I call them episodes. How do, how do they, yeah. Has right. anyone sent a copy yet to Russell Moore? Uh, well, Just no, one. no one has sent a gift copy to Russell Moore. Someone, ah, please, someone do that. Just That'd be so sign nice. up a or, gift or, or something. JD Greer or Tim, Tim Keller. Tim Keller. Those are our three. Yeah. And and um, while you're at it, President Biden. Right. You know, Can right. we get a picture with them Re- holding it? President I just, I just, Biden. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <What is this? laughs> We're gonna see you in South Dakota. I know we are. Hundreds of you. April 29th through May 1st. Signups are going fast. Last time we had to ca- uh, we had to close off. Yeah, last October. Uh, yeah. subs- uh, sign up subscriptions. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm messing up on the That's words. For the magazine, we had Gabe. to close off episodes. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, okay, <laughs> to the conference. Go to fightlapfeast.com forward slash rally to sign up. Love God, sing songs to fight tyrants. We got some surprises still coming. Pastor Doug Wilson's going to be yeah. there. President Ben Merkel. We're going to be Dace, there. Our brother Steve, Steve Dace. Dace and more. Steve Dace already sent me his plane tickets for receipt for reimbursement. He's, he's so already, he's already booked. He's like that. He's ready to he go. Can't, yeah. Does he know he can't walk out of this now? Yeah. He's in. Yeah, he's, he's in. in. He's okay. in. He bought the tickets. He's coming. And, and of course, please, the best way you guys can support what we're doing. And we're going to talk about how you can support Andrew later, but the best way you can support us is by signing up for club memberships. It's just, it's huge for us. We have yeah. thousands have signed up, and we we are very grateful for you guys. And we're, we actually got some more things coming down the road to hopefully uh, encourage more signups. But please sign up and remember what we're doing to check Deft Wire. Yes, D E F T Wire. That's your new news aggregator from Cross Politic and Fight Life Feast Network. One of the best places to do that is to get the app. Right. It's get right. The it's actually right there in the feed. You can get Deft News right, right there. there. Yep. In on the so Fight Laugh Feast app. This show is brought to you by Classical Conversations. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating a love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. And the thing is, everyone was homeschooling this last year. Yeah. Right. Public right. schools. Everyone was homeschooling. They should have been using classical. The question is just whether you're doing a good job or not. Uh, yep. Ooh, right? message. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States, several countries. They train parents who then strive to be great classical educators in the home. You can find out more by and get connected by going to their website, classicalconversations.com. Classical Christian. Get connected. Get community. Classicalconversations.com. You guys. <laughs> I just have a surprise. Day in a while. surprise. You, you're welcome. <laughs> Are you awake now? Uh, you guys uh, know that this last week was a uh, uh, Trump Trump's impeachment trial started in the Senate. Right? Okay. They can't they can't impeach a person. Well, and I got a little I got a little video clip from it from his lawyer. President. Oh. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. <laughs> uh, you might want to. Uh, uh, take, take we're trying look. to. We're tr- can you hear me, Judge? <laughs> I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, are you serious? I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's I'm here live. It's not. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I can. I can see that. Oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. oh, that's so good, isn't it? That wasn't oh. Trump's lawyer. I'm just oh, okay. kidding. That was a joke. Oh. But that, uh, that it was, might as well that be. Was some, I, heard, I heard that the Trump lawyers were about that good. Yeah, Maybe, exactly. No, they weren't that good. Yeah, no. This would this, actually be an improvement. Is this is 18? Where is 18? I'm not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just go forward? I really am here. Oh, man, that's so good. 
<laughs> Are we going to do a new segment? I think we just need to stop right there. COVID hasn't given us any blessings. Come on. That's so good. <laughs> the blessings of Zoom. <laughs> okay, so uh, get into the real stuff. This is this video is not not fake. This is actually real. Here, uh-huh. Actually, the other video wasn't fake. It no, was, it, was it was real, real also. Too. And it was all about tranny stuff, too. That's true. <laughs> so uh, let's jump ahead 20 years, say, in the future. And if we don't, if this bill doesn't pass, would you support a woman's sports team that would have all transgender biological males as transgender women? Oh. Can you, uh, Representative Skies, can you say that question one more time? I really want to make sure that if I answer, I, I understand what you're asking. You bet, Mr. Chair, Ms. Hess. My question is, if we allow, and almost everyone's saying anecdotally there's one or two of these instances, these are super rare, I'd like to jump forward to where maybe they won't be so super rare. So would you agree or would you support an all-woman's team having all transgender biological males? Representative Skies, I, I will just say... Why is that a hard question? I apologize if this, this doesn't answer your question. I don't want to speculate, but what I will say is that Transgender women are women. You're speculating. Transgender girls are girls. Speculating. And we are going to support bills that promote and protect their civil liberties and their civil rights. Um, mm. Did she say civil rights? Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. you don't understand. That, that's, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. No? Uh, uh, black, know, black people... Civil rights, transgendered people now need civil rights. But, but, you don't follow they, the argument, Arch? You have, don't see the logic? They already have all the rights of their sex. Right. Uh, so now we're giving them things that are uncivil. Right. Right. Because now they're wanting the rights of the opposite sex, too. Right. So they get both the, the rights the, of, of this over here. And no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Right. And, and I don't understand for the life of me why feminists and people who are black. Yeah. Who've had actually racism because of the color of their skin right. are just crying foul on this point. Well, we, we've we've t- talked about this before, but you know, if anybody decides that you know I was born white, but inside I'm feeling really black, right? You know, you know, the, how, oh, you know how, how fast they're going to be burned at a stake. Oh my goodness! I mean, they're going to make the KKK look friendly, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it, that's true. Because and but it's it's completely bizarro. Yeah. Right. Like you can change your chromosomes. Okay, you can't really, but you know they're they're claiming that. We can, yeah. Your chromosomes X X X Y, but something that is not as fundamental as sex. Yeah. Right. right. You know how much pigment you got in your skin. Right. right. And they're like, no, you do that. <laughs> yeah. That's a bridge too far. Yeah. The, the problem. Well, not really. I mean, Rachel Dolezal. No, no, she didn't. But, but she didn't get a pass. She though. got canceled, bro. Not she hasn't really. had a job in seven she, years. She, she was just canceled. talking about that. No, she can't even. No. bro, she can't even get a but job. Here, here's the problem. She's still trying to be black. So Here, here's the problem, though, with the civil rights thing is rather than saying you have rights given by God <laughs> and our job is merely to make sure that someone is not infringing upon them. That's right. Um, rather than doing that, what we did actually in the civil rights movement made the state God is we made the state, the one who gives you your rights. That's right. And if the state is not giving you your rights, then you don't have them, which is what mm-hmm. she's doing. That's exactly These people right. are doing is saying, so give me my rights. Walk me into the locker room. Rock, walk me into the, onto yep. the field yep. coach, because if you don't give it to me, then I don't have it. But this is what happens when you substitute the state for God. That's yeah. right. And, and we, we, I think we got into this mess when we started insisting that the state Give rights, right. even to black folk who who were being treated wrong. Mm-hmm. But they, but they, they rather than looking to the state to give them that salvation, yeah, that's right. we ought to look. We ought to say no. Let them vote. That's right. Let them do their Treat things. Them, yeah, and, and leave them alone. Yeah, and, that's and, right. And then and then just per, just punish evildoers who actually commit crimes against them. Right. That's right. That's what should have been done. Well, we can't we can't be. Um, uh, um, uh, well, actually, I just had a great line I was going to say, but now I forgot it. But uh, we we can't be confused about how fake this movement is. Oh, it's absolutely well, uh, yeah. well, transgender is fake. Right after this, she said transgender rights are human rights. <laughs> that's right? right. And and then there's this. So you are a transgender boy. You know what that means? So you were born a girl, but you feel like a boy, right? That means that kind of means you're transgender. Okay. And that's okay, but that's that's just what that's just the term for it. Do you like doing quiet girly activities or do you like being do you like jumping around and being crazy and tackling everybody? Boy activities. Boy activities. 
That's unbelievable. For those for those who are listening over audio, I, we should explain this video real quick. So yeah, because yeah, I'm seeing it, it. I need it, you to explain a it. A lady is recording. It looks like a woman, but sounds like a guy. It's a dude. Um, and uh, recording uh, them asking their transgendered son, I guess, boy who thinks it's a, it's, he's no, it's a, a... It's a little girl. She was born as a little girl. She was born it's, as it's a little, little girl. girl. Uh-huh. And they're trying to get her to, to think that she's a boy. And that she likes doing girly things. No, boy things. Well, no, they said girly things. You like doing girly things. So they're trying to make this girl be a boy and then asking the boy as a girl, do you like doing girly things? I thought it was the other way around, but regardless, this makes me sick. Yeah, exactly. Right? This The the caption over the tweet is sharing this says, this is child abuse on Twitter. Yep. On TikTok. Right. Right. And they're not getting canceled. Because the the gal is asking um the guy the gal who's filming is asking this little girl, uh, do you like being a transgender boy? And the the the, the guy answers for him. <laughs> right. Like the, they aren't even letting the kid answer. They're saying, No, this is who you are. This is the thing. This is not human rights. No, it's not. This is crushing human beings. That's right. right? These these people are this is child abuse. Mm. Right, and mm-hmm. th- and this is what they're talking about. They're talking about doing this, and they're saying this is human rights. This is not human rights, but it can't be surprising when you are able to butcher little babies in their mother's wombs. That's right, yeah. and that's considered human rights. Right, then it can't be any um, accident, no, no surprise right. that they're doing this to little kids. This is what they're doing to little kids, people. Right, right. This is this is and, not, and, and it's not sustainable either. No. I mean, there's if you take a car and you try and treat it like a boat, it's not going to work very well. No. It does. It's not designed to do that. No, it's designed to be a car. That's, that's why but, the whole the whole movement so, has so, to work themselves but, up. But it, these are human beings. And the, these and, are these are people made in the image of God. That's and, right. And and they're and they're completely they're they're trashing. They're they're tearing these people up. And this is why it matters. That's right. right? And people say just leave people alone. Let them do their own thing. No, not when you're mutilating no, human beings. No, this is what they're doing. They're, they're destroying human lives. And this is why Christians stand against this. You know, we used to go send warriors over to other countries in Africa who were mutilating people. And right. we used to make them stop. And now right. we're legislating it over here right. in America. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in college uh, back in uh, 2004, I believe it was, uh, there's, I was in this. My, my major was communications. But it got me into all these liberal classes at University of Idaho. Right. And one of the uh, one of the classes, I forget the name of the class, but it was some sort of social sociological class or whatever, blah blah blah. And they That's showed what the name of the class. They was. showed yeah, this blah blah blah. Yeah, blah blah blah. They showed this documentary of uh, uh, gender female uh, mutilation. Um, so oh, um, oh genital yeah. genital yeah, and not gender. Um, it's well, gender it's, mutilation. It, it, it is genital uh, mutilation. Female, female mutilation and, and the horrors of what was going on in third world countries. Right. And and that, we're we're paying fifty thousand uh, dollars for that surgery here, right? And she was casting it as the hey, this is really bad. This is basically right. basically cause some sort of feminist. Her her take was like we need feminists need to rise up and protect right. our women and everything. But here we are over now, in the U.S. Now it's, it's human rights. Yeah. Now it's a human rights. It's flipped over here in a first world country. You call it human rights, in a third world country, it's bad. Right. Mm. Well, and Gina Carano, you guys saw she just got. You know, yes. she's not going to be hired again. She's got who's, fired. Who's Gina? She's uh, oh, she wasn't fired. She just didn't get a re up. I think I think that's what I heard. Okay. I don't know. Maybe she, right. I, I, maybe it's the same thing. But she was she's the butch gal in in Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, she she used but, to be a fighter, if I remember correctly. Every, everybody says you know she's getting fired because she said that what happened in Germany in Nazi Germany can happen here. Yeah. And that the main thing was that it wasn't just Nazi soldiers, but it was a populace that basically let it happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the way that the people treated Jews yeah. led to the Nazis really being able to mistreat and, them at the end and, of the day. And they're being – they're claiming – they're claiming that this is in some way um, – a, a, Anti-Semitic? Well, they're, yeah, they're, that- they're saying it's like um, denigrating people based on their culture and religious identities. How do they make that kind of – Th- those words do not mean what they think they mean. <laughs> did they read what she said? Wait, wait, wait. No. What, what culture are they denigrating? The, the German the culture yeah, no, it, or the Jewish culture? It, she says Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? That, that's, those tweets have since been deleted, right? Which maybe was her first mistake. Yeah, um, because you don't cave at all to the cancel cl- crowd. Yeah, right. Um, but the problem is, is that Carano's already like neck deep in a culture that is designed to to swallow her up. Yeah, you can't you can't go do MMA fighting. 
Right. Right. Acting like a dude. Right. Getting yeah. tri- uh-huh. the, get, That's right. Punching like a dude and then saying, you know, um, but don't cancel me. Right. Yeah. No, no, you, you are, you are building. You, sorry, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that maybe this brings her to her senses. Actually, that's well, have, you know, right. she, I heard someone was saying earlier that uh, she's you know posted nude pictures of herself online. Yeah, it's kind of kind of compromising yourself. Right, right. You, you to try and be a standard you, all of a sudden you when you don't have one. You can't sacrifice yourself to the gods of whim. Right, that's right. And then be upset when the gods of whim eat you. Yep. Right. That, you know, it doesn't. There's no standard there. You do whatever you want, whenever you want it, however you want it. Um, well, and if you think is one of the things that God is, I think, doing in all this COVID stuff, all this transgender stuff is, is God is really reminding us that you get away from His word, uh, things go insane, things uh, go crazy. No, if you, if you not you know, just if you, insane though. Little little kids are being brainwashed, are getting destroyed, right. are getting chopped up. It goes bad. It goes evil. Right. And the church has played with male and female. Right. The church has played yeah, with have. what a husband and yeah. wife is. Now, there's actually, you know, I think the real re- reason she got fired, she listed her gender pronouns on social media as beep, bop, and boop. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is kind of good. Kind of funny. Kind of funny. But you, know, but you need to go back to the Bible, Gina. Yeah. And, and you need to be a woman made in God's image and delight yeah. in that glory. That's and then right. you can actually put up a real fight against That's all right. this nonsense. Like Andrew Torba is doing with Gab, who's coming up next. Have you shared the show? Oh. Go share the show. you got to get ready. You do not want to miss these next two segments. They're going to be powerful. Hope to encourage you. This is Cross Politic with Andrew Torba next. My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996, so I'm coming up on 24 years. When people ask me, does it really work? I say, oh, it works fantastic. I send my money to somebody every month. But we had a need. My wife uh, was spent a little bit of time in the hospital about three months ago. And so I had, I had a checklist with about 39 names on it. And 39 checks came in. Some of the cards, some of the things people had to say. It was amazing to watch. This segment is brought to you by Cross Baltic Coffee. You're welcome. So good. <laughs> we should all get so some. good. I, I, I thought I was supposed to open this. I was supposed to open this segment. Gabe has just been weird all day today. So Gabe is on his. How many cups have you had? Uh, I'm on two. I don't really normally drink two. Yeah. Um, but today it's just yeah. Knox. His coffee's tasted so good today, we, and I really wanted no it. No more coffee for this dude. Cut him off. Cut him off. He's He's done. Done. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Fees Network. We are very grateful to have with us right now on the line, Mr. Andrew Torba. The interview. That everybody's been waiting for. Everybody keeps tagging us, like, when are you going to have Andrew on? When are you going to have Andrew on? And, you know, here he is. Guys, here he is. I can't even believe it. Andrew, just turned 30. What? Happy birthday. Wow. 30? Yeah. It's just December 24th. Um, uh, 30-year-old Christian entrepreneur, American populist from northeastern Pennsylvania. He's the founder and CEO of Gab.com, free speech social network. He's married uh, to Emily. A loving father to their daughter Sophia. Uh, they live in an undisclosed rural location. <laughs> Amen. With their do- <laughs> with their dog Apollo. Well, Knox, do you have do you have a question for? Yeah, yeah. Um, did, have you uh, baptized your babies? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, Ooh, we'll talk well, about well, that. We'll, we'll later. talk about that at, offline. That's okay. I still like you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew started his first business while he was a sophomore in college at the University of Scranton, where he graduated with a BA in philosophy in 2013. Uh, Cocoon is that the name of the company? Did I say that right? Yes. All right. Later renamed Automate Ads was a social media marketing software business that was acquired by Ad Hoc in October 2017. Witnessing the rise of online censorship during the 2016 election, Torba left Silicon Valley and started Gab to launch the alt tech revolution in the August of 2016. Since oh. leaving Silicon Valley and launching Gab, Andrew's been relentlessly smeared by big tech, the mainstream media, academics, members of the U.S. Congress. Who hasn't smeared Andrew? We haven't. Not we here across no. politics. No. Um, but. Uh, for refusing to censor first amendment protected political speech andrew Mm -hmm. thanks for joining us on cross politic thank you for having me gentlemen it's uh, an honor to be here and this this fits with my new pr policy at gab which is to only do interviews with christian media with christian journalists Uh, i want to start to elevate people who are preaching god's word who are glorifying god and honoring god uh, versus people who are just going to tear me down no matter what I say. So I might as well not even uh, talk to them at that point after dealing with something like that for five years. So that's my new policy, and this this fits in line. Well, well praise we, God. I appreciate you very much. So tell us a little bit about how Gab started. 
Where did it come from? Why, why, why did you get into this business? Sure. So before Gab, I was running uh, an advertising uh, software company, and we were working with Facebook and Twitter and Google uh, for many years. So I was out in Silicon Valley and got to see the inner workings of the belly of the beast, so mm-hmm. to say. And I didn't like what I saw. You know, as a Christian, it was very, very difficult to be in that environment uh, where people are very just, you know, focused on power and money and, you know, all the things that uh, are are the wickedness of this world. Uh, And, you know, just noticing how I was treated there as well as a Christian, as an open conservative. uh, You're treated differently. You're looked at differently. Different deals fall through that probably shouldn't have fallen through if you weren't, you know, talking about politics as much. So. Uh, I came out in support of the president, uh, President Trump, back in 2016 while I was still in the Valley. And I was blacklisted by, you know, pretty much the whole Valley uh, almost overnight wow. uh, because I said Bill Paul uh, <laughs> and they didn't like that. Uh, you know, it was Bill very Paul. during 2016. So, you know, I saw this censorship during the 2015, 2016 electoral cycle and um, it was happening to me personally. I was one of the early people to get banned from Twitter. My personal account was banned very early on. Uh, I had witnessed, uh, you know, Facebook, there was a whistleblower who said, we're actively censoring conservative topics, conservative news, conservative sources from the trending topics product on Facebook, which is used by over a billion people. So I said, all right, th- enough's enough. I'm, I'm going to go and create my own because everybody likes to whine about the liberal media bias and, uh, you know, the demonic stuff that's on TV and on Netflix and everywhere else, but nobody is providing really an alternative. Like, why don't we have our own ecosystem? Why don't we have our own platform that we can go to where free speech is protected, American values are protected, the word of God is protected. To me as a Christian, that was the most important thing is I saw the way that these guys think. I saw where this this stuff was going, you know, five years ago. I knew that they were going to ban the president. I knew they'd be cracking down on anyone, you know, left of center. I knew this was all coming. Uh, you know, God bless me with this this vision to I call it like a digital Noah's Ark, right? Uh, to build this digital Noah's Ark uh, in preparation for the storm that we're seeing right now. And everybody thought I was crazy when we first launched, but um, you know, like you said before, everybody's you know trying to get on the ark now, and we're trying to make the ark bigger as fast as we can to handle all the new traffic. I like that digital Noah's Ark. What's in this Noah's Ark here, Andrew? I just want to know. <laughs> well. We are. We started out building just a, you know a Twitter alternative. That was the original vision, you know, back in 2016. But you know what we learned is that uh, the free market isn't so free, and that it's dominated by really two or three players in banking, in technology, in hosting infrastructure, in email systems. I mean, you name it. So right. we've been banned from 25 plus service providers, both app stores, PayPal, Stripe, everything. You name it. What you need to operate a website on the internet. We've been banned from it. So we had no choice but to build our own everything. We built our own web browser. We built our own YouTube alternative. We built our own Facebook slash Twitter alternative. Wow. We had to build our own email servers, our own email systems. We host our own content on our own bare metal servers because that's what we had to do. Wow. So really what Gap has become now is a Silicon Valley alternative. It's not just a Twitter alternative or a Facebook alternative. Wow. So you, um, when Gab started, I mean, it wasn't, it hasn't all been, you know, easy uh, puppy dogs and unicorns from from the get go. I mean, you you guys got hit pretty hard. Um, we were looking looking earlier. At, um, there was a there was a shooting. Wasn't there a synagogue shooting? Two thousand seventeen. And yeah. and and you got slammed. You know, blamed and smeared for stuff that you know wasn't your fault. But um, looking back on that, how did that set you up for where you are now? It did. It did. You know, that was one of the worst weeks of my life. And, you know, the first thing I said when this event happened was I, I'm praying for these families. Yeah. I'm praying, praying for this community, for these people that were, you know, murdered, slaughtered for no reason. Yeah. Um, you know, this this monster happened to be on our site, uh, but he was also on Twitter. He was also on Facebook. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you know, the, the media narrative at an international level was it was because that he was on Gab that, that he did this, which, of course, is absurd. Right. You go to Twitter. And, and there's child porn all over that platform. You go to Facebook's wow. Messenger, right? Facebook's Messenger to FBI uh, data has 85% of child exploitation cases, tens of millions of child exploitation cases every year, okay? On Messenger? They're not getting banned from apps. Yeah, on Facebook Messenger, wow. yes. Wow. They're not getting banned from apps. Right. Why are they allowed to bank? Why are they allowed to uh, have servers and, 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 and be on the internet? But, but Gab is not. Right. And of course, there's there's been mass murders live streamed on Facebook, all sorts of horrific. The darkest points of humanity have been on Facebook. 
ISIS terror cells, you name it, right? right? But they're allowed to exist on the internet and Gab isn't. So in a lot of ways, what that did is because we got, you know, basically deplatformed off of everything after that event, it forced us to build uh, everything from the ground up and be prepared for where we are right now. The reason that we are online and Parler is not is because we don't, we're not dependent on Amazon. We're not dependent on Apple. We're not dependent on Google. We're only dependent on our community of people. Um, and really the community of people is what uh, funds Gab, is what empowers Gab, is what helped Gab to survive for five plus years. It's a grassroots, uh, you know, organic community that really supports the whole ecosystem and funds it and, uh, you know, helps us to moderate for illegal activity uh, and all this sorts of stuff. So our people are, are is the most important, uh, you know, part of what we're building here is, is the community. I, lo- I love that. Um, uh, how has your faith kind of kind of coincided with uh, the the growth, the cancel culture, and everything that's been going on with Gab? What's the connection between your walk with the Lord and, and what's going on with Gab? Sure. So I would say that after the, that shooting in 2018, uh, I got more close to the Lord than I ever had in my life because I would not have been able to get through that situation. We had, you know, my family was being threatened. Uh, you know, people that I have never even met in my wife's family, um, on my wife's side of the family from different states were being called and threatened and harassed. Wow. Uh, it, it wasn't just an impact on me or on Gab. It really, it, it reverberated throughout my whole family. So, you know, being able to, you know, call up, uh, you know, my, my, my uncle and say, Hey, you know, the media is after us today. So just, you know, keep a look around, like watch out for shady people and stuff. Mm. Like I shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to live in that world. But, you know, going through that and, and dealing with, you know, terroristic threats and all this stuff, all the stuff that we deal with on a day, doxing my personal address, my information out there. There's a lot of nasty people out there that do a lot of nasty things that many people don't see. But this is just the cross that I carry. And, you know, we're all called to call our own, you know, to carry our own crosses. This is one of mine. And it's it's brought me closer to God. And, and I've had to lean on him and have him be my rock throughout building Gab. I mean, five years is a long time, gents, yeah. to be grinding and sticking with uh, the vision and sticking with the mission and staying consistent with it. And uh, you know, building and going through everything that we went through, being banned from everything, literally the, the, the company and, and, and the site and, and even the business was raised. It was raised to the ground and God took that ash and made it something beautiful mm. and it's not even done yet. He's almost getting started. So I would say that after that happened, I, I got much closer to the Lord and, and leaned on my relationship with him and, uh, and prayer and getting more active and involved with church and, uh, you know, being more open with my faith as well, because I think before I started Gab, and I think a lot of Christians, you know, fall uh, prey of this is, you know, it's taboo to talk about Christ in public or at work mm-hmm. or, or with friends or, you know, you kind of hide it. You're like a secret Christian. And that's not that's not how we're called to live. You know, you need to be a Christian. You need to be to, you need to be a, a servant of Christ 24 seven, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday night, Amen. whenever it is that you're going to be all day, every day. And I'm not going to pretend I'm not going to live a double life anymore. When I was in Silicon Valley, I was living this double life. I, I had business Andrew and, you know, Silicon Valley tech entrepreneur, Andrew. And then I had Christian Andrew and I just want to be Andrew, right? Like I, I want to be Christian Andrew all the time. I want to be glorifying God all the time. I want to be, you know, uh, bringing people to the Lord all the time because he saved me in 2018. He saved me. I wouldn't be here as a, as a man with, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the flesh. I was not capable of surviving what I went through. And I don't think most people would be without God, period. So that event really was, was a huge turning point in my life for my faith to, to bring me closer to the Lord and to lean more on him. And now I, I've seen why. I've seen why, because now we're prepared for this moment in time where people need access to information. They need to be able to speak without, you know, being treated like a toddler and put in time out or, you know, this person's allowed to speak online and that one isn't because, you know, some company says so. That's absurd. Um, so, you know, I guess that's my answer is, is that that moment in time really, really uh, hardened my faith and, and brought me closer to God. Praise God. Hey, Andrew, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, one of the verses I always t- think about when it comes to liberty and having freedom of speech is where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. Um how how is it that Christian, you being a Christian and then being over Gab, how is that created um, more liberty for people? Because I think right now what people are seeing is that 
when I got to Gab, first of all, whatever you guys are doing there with your algorithms, it opened up and I'm like, wow, I've never communicated this far, this broad before with so many people. And it was overwhelming it's, because I've been suppressed. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know it, right? Yeah. But it was uh, this black man that you freed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Gabe, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, don't get Andrew in any more trouble than what he needs to be in, all right? So, so, so can you just talk about your Christ- Christianity and liberty and freedom of speech and how that works? Right. Well, I mean, our rights come from God, right? They don't come from even something like the Constitution, a piece of paper, a, a social contract. They come from God. So uh, when you embrace God in not only your personal life, but in your business life and in your community and with your friends, um, not just at church, but outside of church. I think, you know, the Holy Spirit indwells in us and really just does some incredible things to free us from the bondage of, of sin. Um, you know, you don't, you suddenly, you don't want to drink anymore. You don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. You don't want to, you know, sit in front of the TV all day or not to say that any of those things are necessarily the worst. Like keep a watch TV. I'm not saying don't watch TV. Right. (laughs) But, um, you know, you just, you want to dedicate your life to glorifying God and to, uh, helping other people and to serving other people. And, um, that's what I'm trying to do is just stay humble and stay on, on, on solid ground. I think my wife, uh, who's who's my rock and also my mother uh, and, and the rest of my family. I have a great family support system, which is so crucial. Mm. Um, you know, we live in this culture. Uh, mothers have to choose between, you know, working two jobs to feed their kids and, and staying at home and raising their kids. Like how many moms would give anything to stay at home and be with their children? But they just can't. Like, why do we live in an economy where this is, is happening? Uh, no mother should have to choose between, you know, feeding her kids and keeping them safe and providing for them and being at home and raising them and being with them. Right. right. I think that's that's horrific. A part the next stage of Gab is the first stage is we, we enabled free speech. But now we want to enable free markets. So really, I talk about this, this silent secession, this Christian economy, this Christian digital economy with Christians from all over the world. Who are getting on Gab, who are sharing God's word, who are speaking freely, who are you know having fellowship, and they're going to inevitably engage in free trade. So if we can make that easier with a Gab marketplace or something like that, a tipping system that we can throw on top of profiles, like there's any number of things. So many talented Gabbers, you know, create things. You guys are creating things, right? So I want to help people like you to you know make a living uh, being on Gab yes. and creating content. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Preach. Free knocks. Free knocks. <laughs> I love that. I, I freaking love that. Nah, one one last question before we go, well, go no, out no, to no, say, hold on, hold on, okay. is, is how did you get to David Chilton in Paradise Restored, man? That's my boy. Oh, we're gonna have, okay, wait, well, don't answer yet, Andrew. <laughs> What's coming? Because I want to talk more about these free gab markets. I, yeah. what, what, what do you mean free? And What's this, free? And this Christian marketplace. Man, more cross politics coming up with Andrew Torba next on cross politics. And then we'll talk about Chilton, okay? Because I got the controls right here. <laughs> You're not in charge. I'm not free. (laughs) Y'all better share the show. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Coffee's still good. It's a little cold <laughs> now, it. but it's still good. Stop it. Welcome back to Cross Policy, y'all. We are here with Mr. Andrew Torba, CEO of the one and only Gab. How do we pay for your security? Dot com. I want to make sure this man has I think you got to upgrade to Gab Pro. I did that already. <laughs> That's how you help pay for his security. I bought myself a two-year membership. I did. I'm in. So, Thank I, you for that. Hey, man. No, you know, it's funny because I never thought, I never thought I would pay for a social media platform. And when all this hit, I started realizing no. that I had become the food for all the guys out there. Yeah. 
And what oh, you was, were you were paying. I, I was yeah, I was you were paying. paying. That's exactly you were paying right. in a currency you didn't know you were paying. I, I, and, and all of a sudden things are popping up, and I was like, hold on, yeah. are they listening to my conversations? What's yep. going on? How do they know this stuff about me? Right. Well, all my information's being sold. Right, I'm right. being sold. Right. I'm the slave here at the at the at the platform. Right. And I got right. on That's Gab, yep. and I, I realized Here's, right away. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, digital surf. We are ending digital serfdom at Gab. Uh, what we're doing is a value for value model. So right. we're providing value to people in giving them a privacy friendly social network. All you need is a, uh, an email address, a password and a username to sign up. Uh, we're not tracking you. You can use third party uh, tracking detectors to verify that we have no trackers. Secondly, our code is open source. Anybody can go to code.gab.com and verify that no trackers are tracking people across the site. So, wow. you know, we offer this opportunity and this this value that we're giving to people wow. and they recognize that value. So they provide value in return to us. It's, yep. a, it's a value value model. Instead of you being sold, literally sold, your data is being mined and sold by these companies and they're making billions of dollars. Every tweet you send, every Facebook post you send, you're making the enemy money. And that's what I'm trying to get people mm. to realize is like mm. allowing these people to, you know, get into the most intimate moments of our life, private conversations that we believe or are led to believe are private, which are not and are being tracked and are being listened to that Alexa device in your home. Uh, you know, every messenger uh, a DM, every Twitter DM, those are not encrypted. So those are being read. Those are being scanned and those are being monetized. Why are we doing this? Why are we putting photos of our kids publicly on Facebook for all the degenerates that are on Facebook that are out there, and there are many of them, especially on Facebook, which has the highest percentage of child exploitation problems on the Internet. Wow. Why are we doing this? See, why are that, we doing this? That right there, Andrew, is why Facebook don't like you. You see what you just did? <laughs> <laughs> that, that right there. <laughs> yeah, it's just the truth. It's the reality. And they try to bury this truth. Yeah. And they try to find Gab as the enemy. Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook, a multi-billionaire, one of the big, leads one of the biggest companies in the world, second only to Mark Zuckerberg at that company, is pointing the finger at Gab and Parler for the, uh, the, the riots or the protests, whatever you want to call it, on January 6th at the Capitol. And Gab had nothing to do with that. In fact, publicly, six weeks before it, we, were, we told our community, we said, hey, we're seeing a rise in people you know, trying to promote violence and stuff. We're cracking down on it. We're working with law enforcement. I think that's the biggest thing, misconception that people have is that Gab is just this lawless, anarchist you know, wasteland, right? This is not the case. Right. We have rules that are very transparent and very... Uh, you know, they, they're very line in the sand where uh, Facebook and Twitter and Google and big tech, they have these ambiguous things that can be interpreted 50 different ways, depending on who's enforcing the rules. And Gab's like, don't threaten people. Don't make threats of violence. Zero pornography whatsoever. You know, Twitter allows pornography and they're allowed to have banks and, and all this sort of stuff. And, and along with that comes the child exploitation problem that comes with having that type of content on your platform. It just inevitably follows. Right. So, uh, you know, these people are allowed to exist with these double standards and with all the wickedness that they have going on in their platforms. But, you know, Gab is a place really of law and order. Uh, we don't allow threats of violence. We don't allow people uh, doxing people and posting their personal information without their consent. We don't allow pornography. Uh, we don't allow illegal activity. It's that simple. But otherwise, if someone has a controversial opinion or an edgy opinion or maybe uh, an opinion that offends somebody, we're not going to be the police of that because it's not our job to be the police of that. Um, I believe that um, sunlight and God's light in particular is the best disinfectant. So mm. if we have a big community of Christians that can shine God's light on you know bad stuff and bad things that people may be talking about on Gab, maybe we'll open their eyes to God, mm. right? I love that. Come on now. That's, that's good stuff right there. Along those lines, one of the things that's been in the news quite a bit has been the Section 230 exemption for social media companies. Um, what's your take on that? The, 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 the difference between being a, a utility that's then protected um, for what you know, what's being transmitted across its lines, and being a publishing company or an editing company, um, what's your take on that? So, a lot of people that talk about Section Two Hundred and Thirty have not actually read the law. Section Two Hundred and Thirty is very important. I would argue it is uh, as important as the First Amendment in the United States for protecting. Uh, the uh, free speech on the internet. And the reason that uh, big tech is actually lobbying for Section 230 reform is because they want to isolate uh, and monopolize and, and retain their monopoly on the free flow of information on the internet because they will be able to handle 
the regulators. They will be able to handle the regulations. Right. I mean, it's, it, when the government gets involved with something, it's a nightmare. Yeah, and, exactly. um, you know, smaller competitors like us may not be able to. I think um, that where we're going, we would be able to. But Section 230, as it is, it protects, uh, you know, us from speech that other people are saying. And, you know, on, on paper, that sounds like common sense. Like, of course, why would I be held responsible for something that someone else said? But that law codifies that. That is what sets that in, in, in stone that um, we uh, as a company, as a platform, are protected from the speech of other people. If that is gone, if that's revoked, if that's removed, that means Gab can be sued for everything that John Doe says on the platform. If he's def, uh, you know, uh, uh, defaming someone or, or posting someone's personal information without their consent or any, any number of scenarios that you can think of, then suddenly Gab is liable and Gab is, Gab is getting sued. And, and by the way, not just Gab, but Facebook and everybody else right. is getting sued constantly and they have to crack down even more. So, so uh, Andrew, is very I, I, I got a question about that. Um, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis, governor of, of Florida, recently came out and I think actually Texas is trying to do something about it uh, also. Um, but Ron DeSantis came out and said, if social, we're going to run a bill basically where if social media cancels a candidate while they're running for office, then we're going to fine them up to $100,000 and, and then if a social media company uh, platforms a candidate, well, we're going to chalk that up for donations, in-kind donations. Um, I guess part of my question is, what, what, should there be anything done about a social media platform that wrongfully cancels someone or that uh, deletes someone they disagree with or, or deplatforms someone? I guess you know, it's kind of a jumbled co- uh, question yeah. there, but a number of issues going on. Let me tell you guys something. Let me ask you guys something. When – has government getting involved with anything ever made anything better? Oh, let the black guy answer. <laughs> let the black guy answer. Never. <laughs> Come on, the and post then, office? Really? <laughs> so here's the situation. Everybody gets all excited when these politicians on the right, you know, go after big tech with words. They get, oh, we're going to do this bill, that bill. And this has been going on for years. And you know what? They never do anything. They never do anything, and they're never going to do anything, and I'll tell you why. Because both sides of the aisle in Congress are owned by big tech. Look up where the money is flowing to. It's going to both Republicans and Democrats. So they own Congress. They're not going to do anything that is detrimental to big tech or to Silicon Valley. It's not going to happen. The solution is to build. As Christians, we are not revolutionaries. We do not destroy things. You know, And that's really what you're trying to do when you say, call the government in to, to destroy this Ooh. company because they're being un- – Mm. Right. No, that's not what that's not the Christian thing to do. The biblical thing to do is to build. We are builders. We are reformers. So this Mm. system that is existing right now in big tech world, in big tech's Internet and Silicon Valley's Internet is beyond saving. It is done. It is failing. It's going to crumble to ash. It's only inevitable. The, The next step is building. We need to build from that ash and build something concrete that is, uh, you know, a place and, and a code base and a platform. And that's why our code is open source as well is because anybody can take our code and spin up their own Gab server. So it, it's really what we're building here is, is and the vision here is, is building something that is bigger and beyond Gab and that uh, outlives Gab even as a company potentially, because that's what will make it unstoppable is providing this infrastructure and, uh, and building this infrastructure now for, you know, the next two or three generations, hopefully at least maybe seven. I like to say, I like yeah. to think in seven generations. <laughs> that's great. That's great. That's, that's better than we've been doing here for the last few generations. Right. Um, Andrew, have you read a book? Are you familiar with George Gilder and life after Google? Uh, I did. I've heard of that. Yes. Yes. You, you, you need to, ever- Get that book, man, yeah. because he, he's going to have lunch you, with Gilder. You, you guys well, we are, had him on the show. You, you can also catch you, up. You, the guys interview, are, you, know? you guys are uh, smoking the same stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really good stuff, by the way. Um, what's Bitcoin and how is it connected to free speech and this new um, industry? Yeah. Bitcoin is free speech money and Christians should learn about Bitcoin right now because Gab is the perfect example of really the mark of the beast. You know, we have a social credit score uh, like like China. Um, and I have lived in, I'll tell you that firsthand. We've been banned from PayPal. We've been banned from Stripe. We've been banned from Square. We've been banned from banks. Just last week, I got banned from another bank. This happens all the time. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Bitcoin, banned we, from banks? Oh, yeah. We get banned from banks all the time. Yes. As in they choose not just, to bank with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just for being Gab. Yes. Wow. Yep. 
It's crazy. I mean, and this is what I'm trying to warn Christians. Like, this is going to be happening to churches. This is going to be happening to Christian media companies. This is going to be happening to Christian universities. Anything that is Christian is going to be targeted like we've been targeted. So I'm trying to educate people and say, you need to learn what Bitcoin is. Because with Bitcoin, you don't need permission from any bank any government, any uh, corporation in order to exchange money freely on the internet across borders too, by the way. So that is why it's important is censorship resistant money is free speech money. Um, nobody should, no corporation, no bank, no government should tell you how to, how to use your own money that you earned, right? It's, it's like absurd. And that's a big part of free trade is Bitcoin is going gonna, is gonna to power the transactional level of this uh, free speech economy or this, this new free digital market that we're building here. So, Andrew, let's say I have a business right now, and maybe it's called cross politics. Maybe it's called cross politics, and someone. <laughs> how do you? Um, and maybe this is a, another kind of question, but how do you set up something like a Bitcoin transaction so that you can make those kind of uh, exchanges, exchanges yeah. back and forth? Because yeah. I think, you know, most Christians who do have businesses don't understand what you just said and don't know how important it is to start understanding that free form of currency. How do you? How do you get to that place? So, you know, I had to learn the hard way how to do this, right? It, it, I, I have kind of trailblazed on the Bitcoin side of things of figuring out how do you get uncancelable and uncancelable yeah. and, uh, and, and still be able to accept Bitcoin transactions and, and do invoicing and all that stuff. So there are obviously third party tools like, you know, like a Coinbase or a BitPay, which, by the way, Gab has been banned from. So we can. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Right. right. So we've been banned from like the third party big players in cryptocurrency uh, when it comes to you know creating and, and getting invoices and paying invoices with Bitcoin. But thankfully, there's something called BTC pay server. BTC pay server is something that we host internally on our own servers. And we're basically our own digital currency bank with that. Right. So we can create invoices. We have our own wallet. It's basically like our own checking account that we own, that we control, that no third party does, no other corporation, wow. no government, no bank. Um, so we can accept payments from all over the world, from anybody all over the world at all, all hours of the day. You know, the, the bank never closes. Um, and nobody can stop anybody else from sending us Bitcoin and from us receiving that Bitcoin. Um, so that's, that's a big part of our business uh, model uh, in terms of having censorship resistant payment processing, because that is the attack vector that they're going off after next. Yeah. They're not just saying, okay, you're banned from Twitter. Now they're saying you're banned from your bank, you're banned from PayPal, yep. you can't accept payments unless we allow you to. It's literally like Mark of the Beast type stuff. But thankfully, we have this technology at our disposal here to circumvent that. Um, you know, free speech always will find a way around the censorship. Um, there's a quote about that on the internet. It's the internet routes around censorship. I forget who said it. Wow. Um, Andrew, so how far away are we from having a fully functioning Christian economy? How, how far away are we from that? And how much help do you need? <laughs> we need all the help we can get. We need, we need prayer, most importantly. Amen. Uh, you know, we need a host of angels surrounding us right now because we are in spiritual warfare and the devil is sending, you know, all of his best uh, demons after us every single day, all hours of the day. So we need prayer, first of all. I think in terms of a timeline, um, you know, I could see it happening relatively quickly because of, um, you know, the Internet is so distributed now, uh, even more so than it was five years ago. So many more people have smartphones and access to Internet connections, even in like rural places and stuff now have have higher speed Internets. So we've reached this inflection point where magnetic shifts in how we communicate and what we use to communicate. I call it the big tech exodus, which is what's happening right now. You know, you have tens of millions of people that are leaving Facebook, leaving Twitter and coming over to Gab and other places. Um, that's the big tech exodus. And it's happening. It's it's the fastest migration of uh, you know tens of millions of people ever in Internet history. Wow. So I think that it can happen actually faster than we think it can, um, powered by the speed of the Internet and powered by the speed of, you know, I, I guess people becoming aware and, and the power of the Holy Spirit, like how fast can the Holy Spirit work, right? Like um, as fast as the Holy Spirit wants to work. So this could happen in a matter of a year. It could happen in a matter of uh, five years, 10 years. I think we're well on our way now. And it's very obvious to anyone paying attention that this transition is happening and that there is work being done in God's kingdom. Um, you know, it, again, I don't know a timeline. I would have to say hopefully within the next five years. Um, I, that that's my goal at least is is let's let's make this happen as fast as possible because 
the enemy is accelerating their attacks and um, it's only going to get worse over the next couple of years. So we have to be prepared and we have to build right now. Outside of signing up for a Gab account and uh, paying outside of that, uh, (laughs) what would be the two things that you would have Christians, if you can get them to do two things, what would you get them to do? Uh, Tell a friend about Gab. A word of mouth is actually how we're growing right now. So, you know, we're banned from a lot of ad networks. We're not allowed to advertise, as you can imagine. <laughs> wow. Um, and, you know, pe- yeah, people have tried to put up like billboards on our behalf and their local communities and stuff. And the billboard uh, um, advertising agencies wouldn't allow it. So, you know, really how we're growing right now is word of mouth. It's just people telling a friend or, or telling a family member. And that goes a long way. And it's it's the other thing, too, is, is explaining like our story, because that's a big part of it. It's not like just go check out this new app. It's like, no. This, these guys have been banned from the internet and had a buildup from, they're banned from app stores. And you, you say that to people and they're like, what? Like banned from the app stores and they have, you know, 30 million people coming through the door every month. Like, how do they do that? So it's, it's interesting. Tell them the real story of, of how we've been, you know, basically banned off the internet and had a buildup from scratch. And, uh, and um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Just tell a friend about Gab. That's the best thing you could do. Man, that's good stuff right there. I hope I'm you, excited. Actually, I, I am. I'm extremely yep. excited, extremely hopeful. I mean, to watch you guys do this without an app. I mean, every everything is like so made to our comforts. It, it's a little and counterintuitive it, what they've it, been able to accomplish. Absolutely, versus, and, yeah. and and for me to just to go onto my browser now, I don't even think about it. I go on my browser, on my phone, go right to Gab, and, yeah. and engage. It's just been uh, like. The, because I know what I'm it's supporting. It's a little free. Yeah. It is extremely yeah. free. Andrew, thank you so much, brother. At A on Gab. Get on Gab. I hope you've done it. That's right. Brother, thank you so much for spending the time with us. If you need anything, right. you know, let us know, man. You're always welcome on the show. Thank you, guys. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. I want to start another company now. Yes. Right now. Right now. Just now. Yes. Let's just do it. Hey, Let's just hey. do it. Got an idea? I do. I do. I do. I do. 2020. God exposed America with a bunch of viral particles. A plague. God flicked and we buckled. Our political leaders shut down their states in fear. Our pastors abdicated the church as non-essential. And we have been scattered by petty, tyrannical resolutions and edicts into our homes or hiding our shame with masks. Businesses have been shut down by arbitrary non-essential labels. Strip clubs, pot shops, and abortion facilities remained open, while churches were threatened, regulated, and fined. First Amendment rights were trampled on as we Christians were arrested by despotic, unprincipled local governments. Citizens were harassed by unelected health districts, and communities were threatened in their houses by cops. This sounds like a third world country, a bad dream, but it is not. It is the new America. This America is ruled by fear. This America is ruled by opportunistic politicians who don't give a damn about you. This America breeds a compliant citizenry that cares more about their strip clubs and DoorDash deliveries, that cares more about their safety and their comforts, than the truth that Jesus is King of Kings and that our freedoms are protected by the Constitution. This America is worse than King George III's America. It's time to take a stand, but to stand requires courage and courage requires repentance. What we need is reformation and revival in our churches, in our families, in our communities, in our businesses, and in our government. Every square inch needs the blood of Jesus. We need to cease this moment where all our sins, fears, and failures have been exposed by God through this plague and gather to sing psalms, to feast, and to get strengthened, to be encouraged, and equipped to lead America back to Jesus, who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Governor after governor instituted some sort of shutdown, ignoring your constitutional rights. There was one governor, one state, that did not buckle and join the crowd of governors driven by fear. Governor Christine Nome has stood strong through this pandemic. And so we are bringing our first annual Fight, Laugh, Feast rally to Rapid City, South Dakota, April 29th through May 1st. Join us in the land of the free and the home of the brave as we learn to love God, sing songs, and defy tyrants.